Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! The T stands for tired today. Yeah. We are coming to you live at Supertalk, not live, but supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate everybody tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Charted Spoon Ice Cream. I would almost be willing to guarantee that if it was open right now, Strange Brew Coffee House, Joel T. Coleman would swing by there on his way home. I don't want to say that because it may have been open. I just drove by it. So. Well, I'm just saying by the time we get done is what I'm trying to That's say. True. There's That's no true. way. No chance. But I have Strange Brew at home. That's right. So I can just brew my own Strange Brew. And Double whammy. Yeah. There you go. I could I, I could go for a milkshake, I'll be honest with you. Can't have that, though. Uh, so, yeah. Strange Brew Coffee House. It's going to be a tough night for our sponsors because I'm very tired. Uh, we'll get energized. We'll get going well, here. Yeah, once we get into the rumblings. Like a, it's like we a, we're like freight trains, man. Once you get us going, there's no stopping. Re- in my case, it really is that way. Like, if you, know, if you roll me down a hill, you know, at first it's going to be tough. But by the time I get some momentum going... You know, law of inertia and yeah. Newton's laws and all that. I'm, <laughs> I'm a hell on wheels. Uh, college Corner. Still time to start the, the new year in maroon and white. Or, of course, as we get closer to baseball season, Nick, spring football, everything else, there's going to be reasons to come to campus this spring. I'm, I'm willing to bet. So you need to be looking your best when you do it. Head by College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And you can pick up some brand new Mississippi State maroon and white merchandise. Vantage Business Systems wants you to give them a call today so they can start working for you and your business will start working for you. That's what they promise all of their customers and that's what they've been doing for over fifty, for nearly 50 years here in the Magnolia State. Helping businesses just like yours. The only way to get the best possible profits is to get the best possible products into your office. Do it today with a call to Advantage Business Systems. Six, I'm sorry, 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Normally it's just a rumblings day, but man, there's a lot of news today. A lot of news. Big day in Bulldog land. So buckle up, Buttercup. We got a long show. It's, this is going to be one you, you take take you into that. If you got a long commute, we might be able to get you through it. Let's start with basketball. Let's just be honest. In the first half, Mississippi State just just sat there and took it. Yeah, they were just getting punched. They couldn't do anything about it. It was it was sort of those shut up and like it kind of deals. Started the second half, they go down what fourteen points at the eighteen twenty eight mark. Forty three twenty nine. But then Mississippi State goes on a fifteen to zero run at that point. DJ Stewart scores thirteen straight points. Iverson Molinar hitting shots. State's cleaning up the boards. They can't miss at the free throw line. It was an incredible second half performance. They outscored Missouri 51-24 in the second half, and they grab a 78-63. 
Is that right? Yeah, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> I right. I don't have the stats up. Oh, I do have the stats up right there. 78-63. Uh, win over the 13th-ranked Missouri Tigers. Joel, that comeback literally came out of nowhere. We, we were sitting there discussing... We were discussing how we had said on the show previously, hey, you know, the, we talked about body language and and how this team felt like they weren't giving up. Yeah, they've given up. They, they look like they'd given up. And then they decided to not give up anymore. I mean, I, I don't always believe in the whole you lost the game the way they did on Saturday and so it carried over thing. But it kind of looked like they lost the game on Saturday and it carried over. Yes. And they just could not yes. um, shake it off. And... You know, I, I guess we would be in a different profession if we could tell you why that team was able to just completely flip the script in that game. You and I would be the ones making the millions standing on. And millions. <laughs> standing down there with Ben Allen. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't really know. I, I don't know what switched. I, 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 don't, I don't know what the, the difference was, but... Man, when when Iverson and DJ got going, just everything was different. Uh, Missouri, who shot, they shot fifty percent in the first half. Shot, I think, thirty nine percent, if my memory yeah. serves, in the second half. But and that's not the big staff in the second half. It's State shooting sixty eight sixty eight percent after yeah. shooting close to like thirty five percent in the first half. I know State at one point was four of six. That's how they started the game, and then they were seven of twenty one. So, I mean, it got away from MSU pretty Bunch quick. Bunch of turnovers, just yeah. ugly. And it, the, they were just getting pushed around. Missouri, you know, was just taking it to Tolu, Smith, and Abdul Adu consistently. And, and Tolu actually ended up with a pretty good game. Uh, 15 Almost points. Almost had a double-double. Nine rebounds. Nice bounce. You talk about a bounce back. That's sort of a bounce back within the bounce back. He he did not have a great offensive night against Kentucky, but he did tonight. Nor did he at, at Georgia. Adu, uh, six points for him, but seven rebounds, three block shots. He was able to get control of, of the of the middle. But yes, the difference is Iverson Molinar and, and DJ Stewart. Stewart was ten of fourteen in this game. He was eight of ten at one point in the second half, and then I stopped keeping up with yeah. it. Molinar, seven of sixteen shooting, but his shots were big. He just he consistently was getting getting good looks. And then, like I said, the most important stat to me, they're 19 to 21 off the free throw. You'll win almost every game you play when you're 19 to 21. That said, Missouri was 100% off the free throw line, but they're only 6 of 6. Yeah. And they settled for jump shots in the second half. Uh, and State did a good job of, pl- of and fa- Hallen talks about this a lot, of playing defense without fouling. State did a very good job of that. So Let's cut through the crap here. Yeah. Is this team good? We're going to talk. We got a good rumblings question coming about that a little bit. So you have to wait on that answer. Okay. But I uh, also should point out that JV and Davis did not play in this game. Did, did Hallen ever explain his absence? Yeah, I asked him in the post game, and uh, it was one of those deals where I hate asking that because I, I kind of think I know. Yeah, and and he probably knows that I kind of know. But mm-hmm. yet, I mean, if if the dude's got a twisted ankle or something, right. you kind of got to ask. So yeah. anyway, I asked him, and and he said uh, he won't be available for the next game or the next, and he will be out ten days. So you you, you, you can do the math. You do the math on you that. Can do the math and, on that uh, one. So. Good game for State. Didn't turn the ball over very much. Only 19 turnovers in this game total between both teams. Uh, State with six steals, five block shots. They out rebound Missouri by 15. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the domination of the boards was that much until really late in the game. And like I said, I mean they ended up shooting 52 percent, but 60, 68 percent in the second half. They just couldn't miss. You know, if you're gonna make shots like that. You have a great chance to win basically every game you play. And I, I thought Missouri, you know, in the first half, they looked every bit of the 13th ranked team in the country. 
And then State just punched them in the mouth and said, we're taking over. And I, I, you and I have seen a lot of basketball games in there. The only one that, the one that, that reminded me of was in the Sweet 16 year when State was down to Florida. And they, it was sort of a similar situation. They were very lifeless in that game, as I recall. And then all of a sudden something happened and the flip switched and they could not miss shots. And that's the, what happened tonight. <laughs> the flip switched is what, is that what, what I said? that man said. Did I say the flip the switched? The flip switched. Damn. <laughs> when you came in, I was like, wait a second. I need, I need, anyway. a, Coke, I need a Coca-Cola. Uh, I got you a Coke Zero. That's not going to get the job done. Uh, you know, so many coaches talk about you get back into games on defense, and the defense was good, don't get me wrong. Stay got back to this game on offense. They just couldn't miss shots. I mean, if you if you make sixty eight percent of your shots, mm-hmm. you're you're going to win a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're they did they did a lot Stewart of things was that incredible you can say tonight, that. by the way. Just just he couldn't miss. He was he was the NBA Jam on fire guy. He's had several games like that, man. Is he? This may be ultra hot takey right now, but it's Uh-oh. crap. It's what eleven fifty three p.m. as we record yeah. this. So I'm all for a hot take right now. Sure. College career only here. Yeah. DJ better than Woodard. All right, let's get to the year before I tell you the answer to that. But it, right now, it's not going to surprise me no. if the answer to that's yes. Statistically, no. I mean, yeah, he's going to be at the rate he's going. You know, Woodard. I mean, but Woodard was never the top dog. No, never the first option. Yeah. Under any, I mean, never was. You know, there was Q the first year and Perry the second. They're sim. The reason I say I use it, they're similar players a little bit. Woodard is a little more. Of a forward and Stewart's a little more of a guard. Yeah, but they have some similarities. They both can drive. They they, both... they are both very. See tonight, you and I were sitting there talking, and in an era of basketball where it seems like the the way you score is either drive to the rim or shoot a three. Yeah, DJ's got a very good mid range game. Nobody and... was shooting threes tonight for State. Yeah, three of six. Yeah, you're right. Most of Stewart's points came on shots that analytics people would tell you not to take. You either drive to the bucket or shoot the three. He was hitting mid-range jumpers. So and was, I feel so like was Iverson Molnar. hit some of those. Molnar too. hit a few of those. He also he got to the bucket a lot too. Um, now of course with Smith, but Tolu Smith had a couple. He had a big jump shot uh, on the on the ball that uh, I think Cam Matthews or maybe it was Jalen Johnson had it, lost it, and it just went right to Tolu Smith, and he he pulled up at the free yeah. throw line and hit. That was a big shot. So yeah, State hit a lot of mid-range jumpers tonight. That's something maybe worth asking Howland about because, like we said, in today's basketball game, they they tell you that that's the shot to avoid: low percentage. And not high, not not high reward. So, we'll see. State seven and four. Start pushing the ball back up the hill, right? Look at their schedule for the next couple weeks. I'm, I'm going to tell you where the top of the hill is. Yeah, this weekend I feel like they need to beat Vanderbilt. Vandy's not very good, although Vandy played Kentucky pretty close tonight. Lost by three, but that, but that could just be a uh, a function of that Kentucky's just not very good and State blew it against them. Um, then the next uh, couple games. State's got a ton of home games, and we've mentioned that uh, here in the in the month of January. You know, Texas A&M next week, they, they probably need to win that one at home. Florida's going to be a tough game, no question. You know, if you drop that game, that's fine. So, you know, you, you, you could say split A&M Florida, just win one up. Right, but, but you need to beat Vanderbilt. You need to be 2-1 and one in your next three, and there's the top of the hill. January 19th in Starkville, you need to beat Ole Miss. If you do that, people are going to start coming back around. But you've got to beat this Ole Miss team. They're not very good. They can't score. They have, they have a lot of they have offensive issues, shall we say. 
That's where, you know, because the next two games are at Alabama and at Tennessee. You're probably dropping those games as the way it stands right now. You got to beat Ole Miss. Got to do it. That's the top of the hill. If you can, can you finally push the stone over? We're so, yeah, out. essentially it's go three and one in your next four with the one loss being either Florida or AM. Right, right. Well, I mean, I guess you could lose to Vanderbilt if you beat AM and Florida. That's true. That's but, true. you know, yeah, you need to be three and one in your next four. But one of those wins has to be Ole Miss. If you go three and oh in these next three, and then lose at home to Ole Miss, people are going to lose their minds. They're just going to—they're just not going to understand how to handle that. So, we'll see where that takes us. Let's move on into football. A couple of stories there. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I was there today. They have a lot going on, as you might imagine. Uh, I picked up my beef belly, and that thing is going to be delicious eating this weekend. I'm going to make some beef belly burnt ends, just like pork belly, but it's red meat, so it's going to be better. Cow, king of the king of the world there. Uh, but they've got a lot of other, lot of other good stuff going on as well. I keep telling you that they are your one-stop shop. It's not just about meat there. they got stuff to season your meat with, sauce your meat with. i got to go back and get me some more brisket mac and cheese. They've got that. They've got the ready meals right there for you. The food truck's going to be open all weekend. This Beef Belly, guys, you're going to want to check it out. They're not doing burn-ins. They're doing bacon. Beef bacon. I, I thought I looked into that. But it's a, it's a process. It's like a five-day cure. And I just, I just don't have the fridge space to put a big hunk of meat and let it cure for five days in my fridge. But they're going to do it. And speaking of bacon, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. You're only about a month and some change away. I, I, they've got the Valentine's gift you're going to want to be. You, know, you don't want to get your, 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 your sweetheart a bouquet of flowers. Get her a bouquet of chocolate-covered bacon. I had some today. <laughs> it was ethereal. That's the word I'm going to go with there. It's fantastic. One of the ways that I knew that my beautiful wife would one day be my beautiful wife was the first time I ever went to her family's for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. They had uh, she, she, well, she was not a big fan of uh, like Thanksgiving food. And, stuff. and I learned on this trip mm-hmm. that her grandmother always, whenever she cooked, didn't matter what the meal was, made bacon just for my wife. Like nobody else at the table had bacon, but she always made it for her so she had something to that's eat. That's a winner. You know. So, that's how you know. So. Anyway. Well, you're a winner when you go to Welcome Home Beef. Do it as quickly as possible. Get yourself some delicious food. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and find out what you can get on the grill, in the pan, in the pot this weekend. I promise you one thing for sure. Just taste good. Well, you knew it wouldn't be easy. You know, you know, it never is with Mississippi State. We'll see what happens, but it looks like Zach Arnett is pretty high on the list over there at Texas. Uh, they are looking to find a new defensive coordinator. Now, I will say this. If you look at 24-7, and I, you know, I saw what Robbie Falk had to say there, the 24-7 board for Texas is very tight end. It might be their top media source over there. And they're not talking much about Zach Arnett. That report came from Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. Um, I'm surprised Arnett's name hasn't come up a little bit more, to be honest with you. Now, I think part of that with you know with LSU is uh, Orgeron has made it pretty clear he wants to stick with a four-man defensive front. That's what he wants to run. Zach Arnett's not going to do that for you. But you know Auburn, um, uh, Michigan, Notre Dame looking for a new defensive coordinator as well. These are these are places Zach Arnett's going to he's going to pop up on their list. Um, now there's a chance with Texas, and I feel like it's a pretty decent chance. I wouldn't say it's it's the odds-on thing. But they may just retain Chris Ash, their current defensive coordinator. Uh, not only has he he's been a pretty good defensive coordinator for them, but I mean, not that Texas is, you know, pinching pennies or anything, but that's one less buyout you have to pay. Yeah. Probably a few million dollars for sure. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to have to be monitored by that. 
One thing I feel pretty confident in saying is, if Zach Arnett is offered the Texas job, he will be the new defensive coordinator at Texas. Be a journalist, Brian. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Freaking people. Y'all have got to get better at being fans, I tell you. Oh, man. I mean, it does seem as though if, if this thing ever goes to a bidding war, you ain't beating Texas. You're not going to beat Texas. It's just as simple as that. And, and, you know, it may not even be a bidding war as so much as just that it's the opportunity to coach at Texas, one of the top programs in the country. Access to, you know, elite recruits is a lot easier yeah. at Texas. Top the facilities are always going to be top of the line. You know, you got a ton more fan support, a ton more money being pumped into the program. All right, you know, it, it would be like me. I like my job, but if ESPN offers me a job, I'm probably going to take it. You know, because they're the worldwide leader. Yeah, and Texas is one of the leaders of college football. So yeah, the one thing you can't account for in situations like this, and I don't know how much it really matters because most every coach if they find an offer that's better they up and leave and this stuff kind of stuff doesn't matter but it did stand out to me a few weeks ago when we were talking to Zach Arnett about his future and this was even before he agreed to the extension I believe and he just mentioned how much he loved Starful and and for him and his young family it was a perfect place to kind of have them yeah you know, uh, now does that make a darn if Austin, Texas, comes in and hands you that burnt orange check that's got a bunch more zeros than you currently have on your check? I don't know, but uh, that—that's the thing here is I—I I don't think he—he, he, I don't think he's Dan Mullen. I don't think he's beating down doors to get right. out of Starkville. Um, there's that, but. Uh, <laughs> It's Texas. That, that's the bottom line here. It's Texas. If Texas comes calling, yeah, and you're a football coach, yeah, you take it. And you're at Mississippi State, yeah. C. D. As come a Manny. <laughs> it didn't work out that well for him. It but, didn't work out, but, but at the end of the day, it's it's an opportunity you can't pass up. Yeah, you're gonna make more money, and it's your job. Believe it or not, your job is kind of easier because you're gonna get better players. You know, and then it's just up to you at that point. Yeah, and if you're a coach and your job, you want to move up in your job, um, and you just had the year that Zach Arnett had at Mississippi State, and you can cash in on that right now and elevate your career, because <laughs> hey, this isn't the the Dan Mullen, you know, eh, lateral move. This is not a lateral move. No, this is a move up. And, and so, if you can cash in on the year you just had and you're Zach Arnett. Outside looking in, it looks like you'd do it, but right. we'll, we'll see if that happens. And, and again, we don't necessarily know. I think he, personally, I think he is a top candidate. I don't know if he is, you know, candidate number one. Right. It looks like he wasn't the first choice for sure. It looks like that was Will Muschamp and then Barry Odom. Both of them have reportedly turned it down yeah. or, or offered and turned it down. In, in the coaching search world, we all know that nobody has offered until somebody accepts an offer. Yeah. But that's not a beer, folks. Joel, Joel would never do that to you. Uh, Coke Zero. We'll see what happens, though. You know, it's something worth monitoring. Obviously, you're not going to hear anything from Arnett until the time. I know he just signed an extension, but what's the buyout to that? Probably two mil at best. That's chicken feed for uh, for for Texas, <laughs> and they're paying out twenty four mil right now to get Herman and his staff out. So you know, another two million is not going to make them sweat. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I would tell you that if we get to spring practice and Zach Arnett's calling plays out there, you probably feel pretty good about yourself. 
at that point. But until then, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. One player that won't be going through spring practice at Mississippi State is Errol Thompson. He finally made it official. Thanks to Errol. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but obviously he gave us a full day of people listening to our plans for him to return to Mississippi State. I uh, didn't want to come back up here and record another one either. So. I pre- thank you, Errol, if you're listening. We appreciate you. You were a great player for Mississippi State and a great interview and a good kid, and we wish you the best. He really is one of my favorites to have good watched. Kid. Just He's just a good and he's fun to watch. I mean, he, he'll yeah. lay the lumber. <laughs> yeah. Made some big plays in his time here at Mississippi State. And just, just a good kid to watch. And a good, you know, he'll be successful, I feel. If you tell me, you know, in 10 years that he's, you know, finishing up his NFL career or that he's one of the top young coaches in college football or that he's just a successful businessman, nothing's going to surprise me with him. You know, it'll be probably surprised if he's not successful. I'll put it that way. Um, obviously, it leaves a big hole for Mississippi State. Nathaniel Watson's going to have to make a step up. You know, this is where you like we talked about yesterday when Devontae Strong would. I mean, you would just go ahead and pencil him in uh, to 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 be that middle linebacker. Who who behind Watson? Who's going to be the next guy there? Man, that's a fantastic question. Is that where maybe a Deshaun Page? I think mean, I know. And I, we talked about this during on signing day where the other recruiting him as a Sam or a Will. Like, does it does it really matter if you're a football player? You just play, right? Is it that important? Well, I mean, I don't think it's as easy as NCAA on your PlayStation and you just plug and play. Right, right, right. You would think that if you have the skills to play Sam or Will that some of those guys could could be a mic. Especially (laughs) if you bring them in in the spring and you start there. You're like, okay, we need to get this happening. I think think there's got to be another guy right there. You You know, because you're so strong on those outside positions with wheat, brulee, um. Oh gosh, I'm just. I mean, you know, we'll see where Page ends up. Um, Davis, Davis, who you know they they want to move him to end, but if in a pinch he could play back there. Um, I mean, you've got some guys there for sure. So, not to mention Sherman Timms. I don't know if he's back or not, but <laughs> had a big play in the bowl game. Had a big play in the bowl game. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But for Errol, like I said, I think you know as far as his NFL prospects go. Yeah, the speed is going to be a problem. It's, it's, it's going to be a problem. He need, That's what he needs to be focusing on in his preparation. Maybe losing some weight, you know, leaning, get himself a little leaner so that he can knock a tenth of a second off of that, that 40-yard dash. That's going to be the difference between, you know, third round and seventh round, something like that. So, But we'll I, I agree with what we said yesterday, mm-hmm. which but we said it, so of course I agree with it. Yes. Um at the very least, he's gonna he's gonna be on a practice squad somewhere making money to play. Exactly, he'll be making money this time, as opposed to being in college for a sixth year. Yes, yeah, and playing for possibly a fifth defensive coordinator. That's <laughs> right. Let's make him the defensive coordinator. Who could know more about defense than him? He's taken. First off, he knows exactly what not to do because he he played for Sermon. Just whatever that guy would have done, do did the you, opposite. Did you notice in his tweet there was one name missing? I didn't. I didn't read the whole thing. Did he not say Sermon? Mm-mm. Well, in fairness. He never played for him. He, he, he redshirted that year. I'll give him that. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time. <coughs> and consider also that he would have been what he would have been. That is true. I, I shouldn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that when yeah. I read it, just that he was on But, yeah. he, he would have been recruited by Manny Diaz, right? Gosh, I guess so. You know, because he committed pretty early in the process. So I have to go back. He, he was not a signing day commitment. So he would have been committed to think he's playing for Manny Diaz. So, yeah, he he's seen it all. You know that guy. I mean, he should know. I mean, playing for Grantham, Shoop, and now Arnett. I mean, that's that's a pretty good uh, curriculum there for sure. So, wish Errol all the best. 
and uh, we'll see who, who takes his place in the middle of that Bulldog defense. And now we can start the rumblings. It's been a been a long day. Let's get to these questions. <laughs> Ordinarily, we would bid you adieu. Yeah. Instead, we will give you now another full show. Yes. And, of course, what's going to be fun here with the rumblings is, you know, we're both a little, little loopy, I think, so we could get some fun answers out of this. We will start with Justin Strawn. At 4.20 in the morning. After a week away, he didn't ask us any questions last week. No, he he did, but they were a day late. Oh, okay. And I I almost said something to him, and then he deleted his tweet. I was just like, I I was coming with the, uh, you know, well, these have been great questions if you'd asked them yesterday. But 4.20 in the morning, hashtag blaze it, here we go. When I was a kid, I loved watching Bo Jackson play football more than anything else. I'm wondering now if I should hate him because he's the reason I'm a Raiders fan. Thoughts? That's a good question. You know, like with Will Clark being me, he's the reason I'm a Giants fan, right? What if the Giants were just absolutely putrid? Should I be like, God, dog it, Will Clark? Well, I'm Can you lo- hold a grudge against a pro football player who turned you into a fan of a crappy franchise? I'm in a little bit of the same situation with my Dolphins fandom, although they're coming out of it, it seems. Yeah. But You've had some rough years. I've had some rough years, all because I fell in love with Dan Marino. Yeah. And now, Can now you I've been. Sue for emotional damages. That's the question. Gonna guess no, but you can absolutely blame the guy. Hey, in this in this country these days, you probably could sue. You probably get something. Yeah, Maybe call Tom Mars. That sucker. Call Tom Mars. If nothing else, you're you. gonna get a, a beautiful set of isotoner gloves from Dan Marino. Take care of the hands that take care of you, Joel. All right, here we go. Here's. I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's only the second question we've got. This is going to be the question of the rumblings. <laughs> what? I know what it is. All right, here we go. When I was a teen. A man at my church who was almost the, who was about the age that I am now, almost 42 for reference, told me and a bunch of other teens that there was nothing in the world that felt better than a good poop. I thought he was just messing with us, but as I am the same age range that he was back then, I'm starting to see more truth in his statement. How strongly would you either of you agree or disagree that nothing feels better than a good poop? Agree! Well, not, not nothing. There's one thing that feels better. <laughs> but yeah, a good, a good poop... When you get it all out, when you no longer have the excess baggage, yeah, yes, I have. A, I have my own saying about this: a poop is like a woman. Never rush them. <laughs> Never rush them. I I'll sit in there as long as I've got to. All right, it's it's a business transaction. I'm going to stay in there until the final the final T is crossed and I is dotted. All right, you guys, you got to stay in there. I I, I don't care. I don't. We got two bathrooms. You go to the other one in my house. That's that's how we. That's how I roll. So ne- never rush. Never rush a poop. Now, if you're ever like, oh god, I gotta go. You're just you're just you're screwed. You're gonna be you're gonna be off the rest of the day. You're gonna have to go back at some point. It's just it's just the worst. But when all goes well, man, you exit and yeah. and, and the sun shines brighter and the oh yeah, just a new man. Yeah, or woman. Yeah, the the smell of renews it powder blue. In your nostrils or whatever brand of air fresher you use, you know, you just feel you feel right. You feel right. No question about it. In the it. spirit of our sponsor, you just feel good. Exactly. Uh, I received a Nintendo Switch from my wife for Christmas. I've wasted a lot of time playing the Zelda game, but it's possibly spent more time playing classic NES and Super NES games on it. I'm missing the point of the gift. No. You find what you like to do on it, and you do it. Joel is absolutely correct. Someone gives you a gift, you find what you enjoy. If you enjoy playing those old school games more, 
that's what the gift was for then. Did your wife tell you, hey, I got you this gift and you better only play new games on it? No, absolutely not. So there you go. When people say they're glad, they're glad 2020 is over because 2021 can't possibly be worse than 2020, do you feel the urge to slap them as much as I do? Well, that would make somebody's 2020 much worse, or 2021. Uh, I tend to agree that it can't get much worse. The 2020 was a pretty rough year. I don't think we're going to have another pandemic. It could always be worse. It could always be worse, but I feel I, I have I'm going to believe in, in in the world on this one. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all optimistic here? But yeah. I will say that there, there was a significant amount of people like, hey, 2020, see you later. When when midnight hit, nothing changed. Nothing changed. It's just the perception. Perception is reality. That's true. That's true. So there you go. Um, what's your gut feeling come August? Davis Wade, 60, season 000. opener. You think you think it's packed? I think everybody. I think the vaccine will have been out, and we'll everybody will be in the right spot. I don't think it'll be packed because I still think there'll be some percentage of people that just won't be ready to get back. I think there's going to be a little hangover. I there. disagree with that. Do you? I think, really? I think it, by that point we're going to be like, I'm ready to get back. I disagree. We'll see. Okay. I hope I'm right. I don't know if I am or not. Lord willing, I'll be there. Yeah. So, Roddy Hopper wants to know: Is this Charleston Rambo talk a lot of wishful thinking, or there's something to it? I mean. I think state's interested in finding a veteran receiver if there's a if there's a good one out there. If there, there needs to be a, a big time one. You know, I don't think they would just take anybody because they they have bigger needs in the transfer market. They need another defensive player. They need another defensive somebody in the back. secondary. They, they could probably go for an offensive lineman if they could find a veteran. But Rambo's a good player, so we'll see what happens there. I'm your worst nightmare. Uh, David Hamilton, how many times does Coach Leach clear his throat in one day? Over under 150. Well, first off, let's put the hook on there. 150 and a half. What do you say? I mean, if he was talking the entire day, yeah, it would be over. If he had like two podcasts he had to do where he was going to be on for like 30 to 40 minutes. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Because over. he's, in just our press conferences for the 15 minutes or so, those last, mm-hmm. I mean... He coughs minimum once a minute. Yeah. So, I'm tempted to say over anyway, just on a regular day. I mean, as a coach, you're always talking to your assistants or your players. or He's talking all throughout the day. I bet it's over. Okay. I'm, I think I agree with you. Uh, Alan Kimbrough, we have, you and I have been named the co-commissioners of the SEC. Our first order of business is set up a revolving schedule and move away from the current West-East architecture in football. What does that look like? I, I, I like I like the, where we're going. I like the idea of this, the top two teams in the conference playing each other. The 5-3 schedule makes the most sense, right? Yeah. Where you, you have three permanent opponents. For Mississippi State, I would say Ole Miss. Ole Miss. My first thought is Auburn. Keep the agricultural schools together. So Auburn. And then somebody from the East, just keep it Kentucky. Whatever. doesn't matter. And then you play five rotating opponents every year. That way a senior who plays in four years will go to, will play everybody and go to every stadium in the conference. Um, and then the top two teams just play each other. That, that, that to me makes the most it, – it, it, it almost makes too much sense. It, it's always so weird to me, and it always has been, the, the way – the, the divisional aspect of it, and it, I don't know, man. I, it'd be the same way no matter what you did, in that 
the two pl- teams playing for the the SEC championship would always be a bit determined by, I mean, the schedule. You, nobody would have an equal. Well, nobody has an equal schedule now. I know. That's I mean, what I'm saying it's just if you're Georgia, you get to play Vanderbilt in South Carolina, and I mean, and honestly, Missouri and Kentucky the, are usually the fourth and fifth teams, right? Well, they're not as usually not as strong as the fourth and fifth teams in the West. So it's just it's just you know, this is. Look at the NFL. It's the same way. I, I mean, know. You know. I know. This is how it goes. But but that, to me, is the easiest and best solution. Uh, the Maroon guy wants to know, if KJ doesn't start for Mississippi State against LSU, does State still win? My, my gut, my first instinct is no. Really? Because you, you have Will. I mean, it's always his first start, but that it's LSU his first defense, start. with what they were doing, was just giving the game to Mississippi State. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that they needed all 623 yards to win. You know? Yeah. A 450-yard passing day. Probably does it. Probably got the job done. I think I'm weighing too much on – I don't know if, if Will, and as a true fr- – like, No, you're right. Just waltzes out there and he's the starter from That's day one. It's not like he's waltzing into a full, loaded Tiger Stadium either. You know? Because let's not forget his first – career start mm-hmm. was Vandy. He didn't play well. He didn't play well. Right. And he didn't look exceptionally well in any of his relief outings. Right. As you so eloquently I said many said that, times. Yes. yes. So who's to say he would have started that first game and then did what KJ did? No, you're not wrong, but I think it's more about how bad LSU was in that game and how poor their defensive game plan was against what State wanted to do. I mean, Costello had wide open receivers the whole game. I, I, I tend to think that Rodgers could have found those guys. The tale of KJ Costello will forever be one of the weirdest. He's going to hold that record for a long time. I mean, unless somebody from Mississippi State breaks it soon. But it, you know, we're talking about 623 yards. The old record was 544, and it stood from 93 on. So you're talking 26 seasons, 27 seasons of college football went by, and nobody got close to it, or nobody could break it. And then Costello put 80 yards on it. That, that record could stand a long, long time. So yeah. Because, I mean, to get that record, you have to have... Remember, that game was... Sim- I mean, it was close yeah. all the way. Yeah. So you have to stay in the game the entire time. Right. You have so to keep you- throwing the entire... You, you know, State couldn't get to a point where they were just trying to run the clock out. Yeah. You know, they had to score. So, yeah. We'll see. Cody Perkins wants to know, better set of films, Star Wars or Harry Potter? I've never seen a single Harry Potter. Is this Potter. a real question? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even with as bad as the last three are, and I haven't seen the last one, it's still Star Wars. The first three are better than anything Harry Potter did. I've and never, I like the Harry Potter movies, but no. I've never seen a single Harry Potter. Bob would say Harry Potter, though, right? Bob, I don't know what Bob would say. That's a good question. Because he's a, he's he's a huge Harry, Harry Potter, Potter guy, but I mean, he also loves Star Wars, too, so I don't know. Joel's church probably thinks Star, Harry Potter is like witchcraft or something. No, I... I, I <laughs> to my knowledge... The devil's though, movies. Uh I just I've never watched it. Never really right. yeah. I have anything against them. My wife watched, read the books, and got me into it. Yeah. If you could be any Jedi, who would you choose? I mean, you, you. ah, it's a good question. I think I'm Luke. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's a fine choice. I'd be Mace Windu. I'm not, and I'm also just going to go ahead and kill the Emperor. I'm not going to wait around for it. Yeah. Just going to stab him right in the face. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 
Tony Loper, who's the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg, do you think? How do you think the 2020 season affects the 2021 in-game attendance numbers? I think it it, it enhances them. I think you know if if State had a regular season this year, next year against Louisiana Tech, first game, 53,000. I think if they can, if everybody can get in, you'll pack that stadium. It'll be packed. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I, I between. I do, like I said earlier, I wonder if there's going to be some, just a little bit of foot on the brake, um, even when everything gets opened back for some people. Just because it'll just feel weird a little bit. I mean, I was watching some old games the other day. It kind of looks weird to see highlights of full stadiums and things like that. Yeah. If you're it, watching it old, old games of any of any sport, it's it's sort of weird right now. I think we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll I, I, as soon as it starts happening again, it'll just be like it never stops. It'll be like the riding the bike thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nathan Taylor, do you have a claim to fame that most people don't know about? Mine was I was once roommates with the best damn veterinarian in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Do you got one? Um, you got beaned by a future for what fourth round pick? I can't remember. I think it was fifth round pick. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, my third cousin was the governor of Mississippi. That's, that's a good one. But that's a good one. My name is in the my last name is in the Bible. That's your claim to fame. My my first name's in the Bible. Well, I claim it if you want. <laughs> I mean, Joel's a pretty common name. Not a lot of hate ads in the world, but he's a descendant of Esau. It's in the book of Genesis. I smote my my enemies in the field of Midian. There you go. That's what I'm going with for my claim to fame. I don't have anything else. <laughs> Clifton Taylor. You're not like so, a St. Al Hall of Famer or anything? I'm an no. Ackerman High Hall of Famer. Are you really? Yeah. Well, good for you. Of course, I, Ackerman High no longer exists, so I don't. No, nobody ever told me where the plaque was or anything, but I'm in the yearbook as AHS Class of 2003 Hall of Fame. So. Congrats. I, 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 to my knowledge, there is no St. Al Hall of Fame. And if there is, I am not. A, I have not been made to be aware that I am a member of it. Yeah. Nobody ever gave me anything. No. No. To, yeah. So. Uh, Clifton Taylor says, now that the state flag has changed and we can be considered for neutral site postseason events, what are your thoughts about a bowl game in Jackson? If Mobile, Montgomery, and Shreveport can get a bowl, why can't we? Here's what I would say. That, you know, facility-wise, Memorial Stadium is just as good as the facilities that he just mentioned, right? Mobile, Montgomery, Shreveport. None of those places have fantastic facilities. Um, if Birmingham can have a bowl, yeah, yeah. Jackson can have a bowl. The, the, the only thing that... I always remember that preseason NFL game there that I didn't go to, but I'm glad I didn't because I all I've ever heard is that it was the most poorly run event that people, you know, the traffic was so so bad and that it, the lines to get in the stadium were so long that people just gave up. So if you're telling me, you know, we're going to put some some competent people in charge of this and we're going to, you know, the stadium's the flow of the stadium is going to be okay, then sure I'm in. Because I I do agree that what with what you're saying there. But I don't think it's going to happen. You almost would have to do like, I mean, shoot the Armed Forces Bowls at TCU Stadium. I mean, could you have a bowl in in Starkville or Oxford or Hattiesburg? Would that work better? Because uh, you got people that know maybe how to handle crowds of that size. The, maybe you know, and, and I mean, we saw the Armed Forces Bowl. It's played at TCU, so it's played on. A, there are bowls that are played on college yeah, campuses. So yeah, I, I, I guess. Hattiesburg would probably be the best option for that. 
small because because we're obviously it's not going to be a big bowl, right? So you know that way you've only got thirty thousand seats to fill as opposed to sixty five thousand. And at the end of the day, for dining options and things of that nature, Hattiesburg is just a better choice. There are more restaurants. They're only an hour from the beach, an hour and some change from New Orleans. But you could put it in Starkville, and it could be the Brew Bowl, sponsored by Strange Brew Coffee House. Well, I mean, I, get, I like where your head's at, but I'm just saying. Million-dollar idea. Million-dollar. That might be like a multi-million-dollar idea. Maybe. A lot of money in those bowl games. The Flying M wants us to rank Derek's. All right. We've got Derek D. Pasquale, Derek Pegues, Derek Sherrod, Derek Tate, and Derek Zimmerman. Z-Man's at the top, isn't he? Ooh. Is that a... <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying yeah. Yeah. I'm going this way, and you tell me. Zimmerman, Sherrod, Pegues, D. Pasquale, Tate. No, Tate. I'm putting Tate over D. Pasquale. Yeah, okay. Tate over D. Pasquale. Tate, Tate did have the 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 all time passing record for a long time here at Mississippi State. Okay, so let's do it one more time. Zimmerman, Sherrod, Pegues, Tate, D. Pasquale. Yeah, that's your official MSU Derek rankings, courtesy of Thunder and Lightning. Yep. He also wants us to rank these: Williams, Sleep William, Sleepy Robinson, Will Clark, Will Redmond, Will Rogers, Morgan William. Okay, Clark's there's no, one. There's no question. Will Clark's one. And Morgan Williams, Morgan Williams two. two. I'm going Sleepy Robinson, William Sleepy Robinson three, Will Redmond four, and Will Rogers is fifth. It's because of his career just started. Uh, yeah. If he, I, if he left MSU agree. today, are we missing anybody in there? William is a pretty you know common name. Is there not another Will in there that we're we're, we're missing? I don't know. Well, there probably is. I just I can't think of one off the top of my head. Dalton Lee, we got some more rankings to do. Rank in order what looked worse for Mississippi State. The Trouble in Paradise featuring Renardo Sidney. I don't know what the rest of them are, but that's the one. That's winner. number one. The Armed Forces Bowl Brawl. The Egg Bowl Brawl. Willie Gay breaking Garrett Schrader's face. So here's what I would say. I think you may have it correct here. This might be the, the actual rank. I, I think it is. Because the Armed Forces Brawl got a lot of, of, of stuff. The Egg Bowl Brawl got very little. Very little. Maybe it's because it was, it was relatively tame. Compared to what we saw uh, at the Armed Forces Bowl, the 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 Schrader thing, nobody really knows about that beyond MSU fans. No, I mean people, a lot of rumors, but nobody ever said anything, and nobody saw it, right? Except for the guys that were there, right? So yeah, I, I think Dalton, I think you got it right. We've got some a few questions here from William Taylor Ball. Uh, says if MSU were to fire Howland, any candidates you'd like to see? Well, let's stay, let's, let's just let's let that on sit on the back burner for right now. <laughs> Thoughts on four-game SEC baseball weekends? Oh, I think I think State's built for it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, for sure. So I don't think it really hurts them. Mm-hmm. I'd just be interested to see what happens. Because I didn't think... Isn't kind of like the rumor they would do that and then you wouldn't be playing midweeks? Right. But I don't have a problem with that. The, the only thing I want from that is I want it to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I want doubleheader. Yeah. I want to spend all day Saturday, 12, like 10 hours, with my good friend Joel T. Coleman. <laughs> and I'd be there. As long as the doubleheader was Saturday, not right, Sunday. Right, on Sunday. Oh, they can't do some Sunday doubleheaders because everybody's got travel restrictions. They can't have them play until 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I, I don't care. As long as there's a baseball season, they can play six-game weekend schedule. I, I don't care. doesn't matter. America's Dogs wants your starting nine for the for the uh, for hold on for the fall no 
Starting for the for the spring. Starting. What's your starting nine? Um, right field Tanner Allen. Okay. Center field Rowdy. Okay. Left field Pimentel. Okay. First base Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Second base Scotty DeBrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortstop Kellum. Uh, not Kellum. Third base Kellum Clark. Uh, shortstop Cameron James. Yeah. I'm sorry. Logan Tanner behind Logan the Tanner plate. behind the plate. Then he wants your four man rotation. Uh, McLeod. Mm-hmm. Bedner. Mm-hmm. Sarantola. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it start with I, I Brandon guess Smith. Smith, but I, I don't know with him. They may kind of ease him back. I mean, you couldn't but go as a or, Sunday starter. You could do a lot worse. Yeah, and now. you could. I mean, you could throw Carlo Kessler somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Uh, oh gosh, brain fart. The uh, guy that kind of the Houston Harding. Thank yeah. you. Could yeah, he, he came on towards the end of last year. I mean, a, you could throw him a four in there. starter. Yeah, for sure. DH. Hmm. <laughs> Not a big fan of DHing the other catcher, but, but Luke Hancock. But Hancock's you a, that in there. Yeah. Uh, and then who 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 are the, the the closer and the setup? Landon Sims <sighs> probably stays at setup and Spencer Price. There there again though, I, I'm I'm curious to find out what they're thinking on on Landon Sims. Are they going to try to make him a little bit of a starter because he would fit into the other guy? Yeah. But if not, he's a back end of the bullpen guy. But mm-hmm. I mean, remember Spencer Price is back and he looked like yeah. People forget Riley Self is back too, and he yeah. looked like his old self too. So there's something, something to watch. I mean, they got depth. They are just stacked, man. Yeah, we got a lot of baseball questions. The, the question is offensively, will they do enough? Right. Steven Norris, I'm not a wrestling guy at all, but I would tune in to see Anriel Howard in action. Any idea when she's jumping on the ring and what channel? Well, what channel did the USA Network when it comes? But it'll be a while. It's going to be a little while. She's got, she's got to get. I mean, she's got to learn how to wrestle. Yeah. You know, she's a great athlete, but you got to, you got to learn. I mean, how to this do is stuff. just spitballing here, but bare minimum a year. Yeah, 2022 seems like the time for for her debut, for sure. Uh, John Hall, what is your favorite sauce or seasoning for wings? Um, I, Just, I, I like kind of a, a mild buffalo. Okay. Just, I, I don't want it like blistering hot. No, 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 I don't either. But I do want a little kick. You want a little kick. So you want medium. Medium, more than mild. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would actually say my favorite is, I love wings, first off. I, I could eat all day. I love lemon pepper wings. I love teriyaki wings. I like barbecue wings, but not honey barbecue. It's got to be a spicy barbecue. Um, but just, yeah, like you said, just a, a between medium and hot buffalo wing is my favorite. What is your ideal meat and three three veg? What's your blue plate? Um, my my favorite one in town mm-hmm. is probably the one at Tyler, the, All right. the uh, chicken with the... And get crawfish yeah, yeah. sauce on it, and uh, anything with like mashed potatoes, or, or maybe even some green beans. Or mm-hmm. uh, I think Tyler has like the butter beans. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those. Yeah. So I want I want real fried chicken. I like Tyler's fried chicken, but I want I want you some want the actual in like bone chicken. in it. I want a couple pieces of fried chicken. Uh, I, I, want, I love that veranda fried chicken they used to have yeah, too. At the, yeah. God rest it. Yeah. Uh, I want mac and cheese. Um, I love the Tyler cheese grits as well. And then if I was getting a third thing, see, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like a lot of beans and peas and stuff like that. I don't really like greens either. So I don't know. I like where green. I'm, going. I, I'm with you on the. I don't green know where I'm going with, for a third thing. You know, at at Cracker Barrel, you can get dumplings. As you know, just and you just get extra dumplings. I've seen you. Oh, uh, chicken and dumplings with extra dumplings. Yeah. yeah. So that might be the way I go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Adam Serkin. 
as an interesting question. If you took 10 half-court shots, you make five, you win a substantial amount of money. Let's just say a million dollars. you got to make five out of ten. Ooh, half-court? Yeah. But if you miss more than five, you spend a year in jail. Nothing serious. Medium, light to medium security. Now, you're not going to parchment. Okay. Do you take the challenge? No, because I'm not making five half. I'm not shots. making five. Yeah, I mean, if it's if, if it's one, yeah, one. <laughs> if, if I got a, if I can, if I get one out of ten, but if I miss them all, I go to the. I'm the I'm sweating if you just change the challenge to make five out of ten threes. Yeah, free throws. So I'm not a good yeah. shooter. <laughs> so free throws, I think I'd take the challenge. Okay, but given the fact, given you got to let me have a day to practice first, because it's been a while, but. I think free throws, I take the challenge. But anything beyond that, mm-hmm. well, there's threes. Dang, sure not the half-court shot, no. though. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program. In college football this year, two Power 5 teams finished 4-7, and seven, State and Louisville. Who would win if they played, and would it be appropriate to invite Peter Sermon, Bobby Petrino, Greg Knox, and Keaton Thompson back and allow them to watch together from a luxury box? First off, it would totally be appropriate to invite them back. <laughs> I think State would win. State, you know. I think they'd want a little revenge after last year's bowl game. That team, they, Louisville, was not good this year. They, they just yeah. they couldn't get it figured out. I like Satterfield though. That He's was the coach. only. That was the only bowl game State won while Joe Moorhead was getting paid. He didn't coach it, but oh, he was yeah. there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg Knox. See. Yeah, all time winning win percentage. Yeah. Mississippi State history. We got a bunch here from Rob Hadaway. I'll probably ask a couple of them. Uh, what is it about long return plays that make referees more likely to throw flags? Are they just mad at the potential excitement? Do they feel slighted somehow? It is almost a guarantee nowadays that there's even like like I didn't think there was a flag on the uh, the Tyrus Weedus. I mean the the block the blindside block they called on Arrow was silly, but it's almost every time there's a long play there's going to be a a flag. Why is that, Joel? I wonder if it's because. Some refs, whenever they see, oh, he's gone, mm-hmm. they just start looking for crap. Yeah, once they realize, okay, nobody's catching him, let me make sure. Not, nothing more annoying than a, a flag 30 yards behind the play. Yeah. It's, but it happens. I almost wish in some ways they could change the rules where, like, if a if if a, a penalty did not impact the actual play. Yeah, yeah. You could There should still, be something to that. Yeah, yeah, like, back them up 20 yards on the extra point or something. I don't know. Yeah. Do, do something. Yeah, I agree. Or on the kickoff. Or, yeah. Uh, why are so many people upset that a fight broke out at the end of the Armed Forces Bowl, which itself is sponsored by the world's largest military weapons manufacturer? <laughs> they're lucky. Well, like I said on the show, they're lucky there wasn't a tank involved. Imagine if they just, you know, stated and like, send in the choppers. We're gonna mow them down. I mean, yeah. Which year was it that state schedule poster was the? I mean, it was. Oh, that was on the old was Iron on the Dogs. Yeah, yeah, Iron Dogs had them out there by the tank. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see here. Where would you rate the, the Armed Forces Bowl fight in relation to other notable MSU fights? I think the all-time number one MSU fight, and I'm not talking about Sydney, and, and that, uh, we're not counting that. That's just two guys. The 97 Egg Bowl brawl yeah. is number one. Yes. Because so much happened as a result. And it was the Egg Bowl. Right. Then the uh, people forget the 90 Egg Bowl brawl. That happened during the game. Sort of like the 18 one. But the 18 one was nothing compared... I remember a lot of punches getting thrown, and you could see it from where I sat in Memorial Stadium. I knew there was a fight in the '90 game, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Oh, I was I at the game. Happened on a punt. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, State catches the punt. 
There was a little chippiness on the return, and the next thing you know, both teams were on the field. I, I say State lost the game, but I think they won the fight that year. Uh, then the 18 brawl. I mean, I think the bowl game brawl for me personally is, it, is number two. Because the bowl game number two, 90 Egg Bowl three, 18 Egg Bowl four. Is there anything we're missing? Is there another brawl that, that we're not we're not taking taking into taking into account here? Nah, no, 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 I don't think so. Nothing's coming to, coming to mind. I mean, I guess historically, if we were really going to do this, like the was it the thirty five Egg Bowl where they uh, where the egg actually the got egg implemented came from, that might need to be number one. So uh, let's see here, Matthew Anthony. We already answered that one. Would you rather attempt to tackle Derrick Henry or the in the open field or get plunked by Randy Johnson? Oh, there's no doubt the answer here. Yeah, I would rather get plunked by the get baseball. Plunked. It's going to hurt. But there's no brain damage. I mean, I, unless he's unless he's hitting you in the head. But he I, said, but he did say plunked. If he had said beamed, I might take Derek. Well, Henry. I've literally been hit by a 95-ish mile an hour fastball yeah. in the head, so yeah. I can do it again. What kind of sound does that make? Man, my ears rang for like a day. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, it's got I mean, to. It was. It's got to. Uh, let's see. Oh here. my gosh. But yeah, I mean, Derek Henry. If he ran me over, I might die. <laughs> And I'm not going to break something. Yeah. For sure. There's going to be I mean, internal lasting. injuries could yeah. happen with that. You better getting go hit, low. You better tackle his ankles. Getting hit by a baseball, I feel like, worst case scenario, you get hit concussion. If, yeah. if it and that's got in the you head. just right in the head. Yeah. And we're talking about if he plunked to me, sounds like he hit me in the arm. Yeah. You know, the shoulder, I mean, yeah, the, I guess the, he the could, stomach or something. Yeah. I guess it could hit your forearm and you yeah. have a broken forearm or yeah, something, which it, would suck. But if Derrick Henry runs you over, you, you may never walk again. Yeah. No question. It's incredible people can tackle him. He, I mean, he's built like a rhinoceros. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not what a human being is supposed to look like. He might be the pinnacle of evolution. <laughs> rock steady. That's what I thought of when like Ninja Turtles, you know, yeah. be bopping rock steady. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Um, Holt, do you consider Jack Abraham a serious threat to win the starting quarterback job? A serious threat's not how I would put it, but I'm not going to totally rule him out either i mean he's definitely not the favorite right um but i mean he's a he's a guy that started a lot of football games and been pretty successful when he was back there so yeah the the odds are not zero that's a significant threat uh, is not how i'd word it but is it a possible yeah it is right uh what ingredients make up the perfect breakfast burrito Eggs, cheese, a little bacon. You want bacon over sausage? I can go either way with that. Okay. You need some sa- Actually, when I think burrito, I think more sausage. Okay. You need like some salsa? I don't. Like I'm very basic if I want a breakfast burrito. Just that give me some cheese. It doesn't feel like a burrito, though. It needs some, some, sort of, some sort of hot sauce or some salsa, some peppers. Peppers or onions in there? I mean, I can deal with or without. Okay. It's not like eggs, so this is not the right question for me. Here's a fantastic question from Daniel Montgomery. Why is off-kilter a common term, but its opposite, kilter, is never used? You ever heard anything about being saying, yeah, it's, we're in kilter here? Never. No, you know what another one people talk about is rejuvenated. You ever heard anybody who was juvenated? <laughs> like, you were juvenated, and then you weren't. Then you got rejuvenated. Juvenated is not a word. I don't, I don't think kilter is a word either. Google it. You got a device. I have a device right here. Type in kilter. kilter. Let's see if we get a definition. Kilter. Nope. It goes straight to out of kilter. 
Is there... Okay, it says here, Kilter. No! It, it is... I'm not going to disable my ad blocker, Merriam-Webster. Shut up. <laughs> Let's see here. Proper state of condition. Okay, I get that. But here, examples of Kilter in a sentence. Since I dropped my food processor, it's been all out of Kilter. So it's not... Nobody can say says Kilter just as the word. But you just did. All out of Kilter. It didn't say off Kilter. It said all out of kilter. Well, out of kilter and off kilter. Can, can something just be in kilter is what I'm trying to say. I can use it in a sentence. She made me so mad I killed her. If that's not a Mississippi sentence, I don't <laughs> know what it is. That's as southern as I can get right there. All right. <laughs> Rejuvenation is another one, though. It's like, I think Bill Simmons talks about that a lot. Like, there, can you be juvenated? <laughs> I mean, can you? I don't know. To be rejuvenated, it must mean at some point, at some point you, you were, were rejuvenated. rejuvenated. You lost the juvenation, and then you were rejuvenated. <laughs> By the way, this is one of those situations where if you say a word over enough times, it starts feeling funny in your head. Yeah. Like, am I saying that right? All right. Uh, let's see here. Judd Junkins is our next question. Is there anything less self-aware than a DB or safety making a pat making the pass incomplete sign when it was a clear receiver drop or overthrow? There is a correct answer to this. Would you like to know what it is? Hit me with it. It's when someone throws up the land shark after a 40-yard gain. That is less self-aware. You see it a lot if you watch enough Ole Miss football, too. Just gain a 40, and there's somebody throwing up the land shark. You're like, congrats on getting him on the ground after a huge chunk play. Any, or it, I guess I'm being too hard on Ole Miss here. But any celebration after a big play is dumb. <laughs> a big play against you. Yes. Whit McAnally wants to know, is there a new habit either of us have developed due to COVID protocols? You can't use washing your hands. That's too easy. Hmm. Nothing stands nothing, out, yeah, really. Nothing, you know, now. I feel like I basically live my life the same way, just I wear a mask. So... Joel, do me a favor. Say the word. Uh, who, who did Mississippi State play in the Armed Forces Bowl? Tulsa. Say it again. Tulsa. Okay. Every day people, I've heard a couple people ask me this. They keep saying you're, you're saying an extra T in there. You're saying Tulsa. 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 I probably have said Tulsa. Living on Tulsa time. I, I mean, I probably have because I, I kind of southernize a lot of things I say. So I, I probably have thrown a T in there. Okay. Tulsa. Why is he saying that? Because he's country. Have you all been listening to this show? <laughs> How long? Are you, first time to tune in, Joey? This is Joey Nordog asking that question. Uh, Brian McDuff. I, I probably, if you just, you had me self-conscious about it at first when you were saying say it. So yeah. if, I, if I hadn't been thinking about it and just said it, I probably yeah. would have thrown the extra T in right. originally. Uh, Brian McDuff wants to know, the Hoff is selling Kit. I don't know if you saw this today. That, that Kit is up for sale. And it was going, the last I saw was going for $975,000. Okay. So I don't think we can afford it. But if you had that, would you drive it everywhere? I mean, do I have the red light? If, if I don't have that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I want the red light going at all times. The woom, woom. But if you paid that much for something, would you? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I because here's the thing. If I got that much money to spend on that, I got a lot of That's money. That's true. I got, you you I got, got a lot more than just yeah. that. So, Like if I owned a Batmobile, I would drive that thing around. I mean, imagine if you had the Tumblr. How awesome would that be? <laughs> imagine coming down the street like, oh, my God, it's the Tumblr. That'd be fantastic. Way too early prediction, by the way. He wants Brian McDuff. 
the SEC West. So there's Alabama and Inc. Yeah. So who's two? Right now, the favorite's A&M. Isn't yeah. It? Well, I mean... The, for two is A&M. Is, is, is it? With Mon gone? They lose some stuff. They gotta, I, I think they're probably that's probably the answer, but... So Mond and... Honestly, you know who the three might be? Auburn. No. Ole Miss? Yeah. I mean, if they're any better defensively, and God knows they can't be worse, they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Do you not favor Auburn over Ole Miss slightly, though, just because Auburn is better defensively? The only reason Auburn beat them this year is the refs. That's true. No, no. All right. Not popular, but I'm going to say Bama, A&M, Ole Miss, Auburn, LSU, State. No. God, State could be last. But Auburn could be last. I I don't have a Why do I have faith in Auburn? What am I doing? Going against my own brand here. Three through seven, not much would surprise me, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's, it's fluid for sure. LSU could be last. I mean, I, I do think that A&M is right now, even losing – I think A&M's the clear-cut two, okay. two right now. So I'm going to go Ole Miss three. I, I'm going to go – I don't like it, but I think I'll put Auburn three. Okay. I'm going to go LSU four. What do you say? Does I don't he, like LSU at all. But they I don't know if they finish strong though. They're gonna I think they'll finish they have too much talent. They just do. Well LSU four, State five, Auburn six, Arkansas seven. I think Arkansas is gonna take a little step back next year. They'll still be better though. They're, they're, they'll be competitive. I got no faith in Auburn. Bo Nix, I got no faith in I think I'd go Bama, A and M. I don't like any of these. Maybe I put. Gosh, do I put LSU at third? None of these teams are great. No, I think I would I go like LSU, go... Auburn, Ole Miss, State, 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 Arkansas could go either way. The thing is, I feel like Auburn and LSU are programs on the downturn, and State and Ole Miss are on the turn, on the upturn. So we could be in a situation where those two teams. Do you feel like outside of Starkville, Mississippi, and us covering the team? Because I feel like everybody except the people here mm-hmm. kind of think states trending no, no, downward I think, I think, a little bit. I think the last few games look good, and people know that Mike Leach in his second year usually is better. Okay. So we'll see. He also wants to say he wants to thank your editors, of which you are your own editor. Yes, I am. For never overriding you and changing the team that you cover's mascot in an article. Oh, poor Tyler. Seriously, how dumb do you have to be? To You're the editor, and you think you know more than the guy who's covering the team. So it said Bulldogs in the article he sends, and they're like, no, that's not right. It's Rebels. I wonder, and I don't know this, I wonder if he was editing the article and at some point had deleted the mascot and then so he had to type it back in and in his mind that was Either way. However it happened, it just, it sucks for Tyler. Because, look, let's be honest here. Oh, here we are taking up for him again. (laughs) People are getting on to us. Look, and this isn't, this isn't, you know, trying to defend him or whatever here, but it is, in this instance in particular, he had nothing to do with that. I mean, literally nothing to do with it. And just got murdered for it. I mean, there, there was Facebook groups and everything just killing the kid. And he literally did everything right in this instance. Yes, yeah, he did. 
Uh, the Cavalier Consultant. No, hold on. There's his real name. Tyler Heydrich. Let's see. Like, what kind of name is that? Uh, my second baby girl was born yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah. Now that we are transitioning to man defense, <laughs> what tips or tricks can you give to satisfy older sister and still dedicate time to baby sister? Well, first off, it's you got the baby has is going to be it's going to be sixty forty for a little while. All right. Yeah. But you can't you can't go ninety ten is your problem. Um, you know, when baby sister is sleeping, you know that's time to to focus on older sister for sure. Um, you know, don't ever bring baby something home and not bring other sister something home. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing for, for boys, obviously. You know, if you bring home one happy, you got to bring home two. And that's just the way it is. Yep. You, can't, you can't be like, oh, I saw this. I think it would be great for the baby and not have something. You, you've got to have something. Get used to parties, by the way. Do you all do this where if it's Cade's birthday, Cal is still getting gifts? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's still going to get a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a little something? Well, I mean. It must not be my mom coming to the party. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, there were literally times where, like, at Aislinn's birthday, Emily would get, like, four packages from my mom. Like, Mom, it is not the child's birthday. Oh, I just wanted to get her something. Don't feel left out. So Yeah, but, yeah, the other kids are, are still getting something at, other, yeah, at yeah, the other so. brother and sister's yeah, birthday party. It, it just, you know, it's just, you, you'll figure it out. It, it comes naturally at some point. It's just crazy. I will say that for us, anyway... Going from one to two mm-hmm. wasn't all that difficult. Mm-hmm. Like looking back on it, I, I felt like going from one to two was a lot simpler than. I mean, because you have the first kid, and it your world just flips upside down. I mean, you've right. never done this before. You're taking a human home and have to right. keep it alive, and it, right. you're just freaked out about everything. Yes. And then you have your second kid, and you're like, oh, we know what we're doing now. I and, mean, there's a lot of jokes about, like, your first kid, you're like, please wash your hands before you touch the child. Yeah. And the other one, you're just like, oh, just wipe that wipe that off. You'll be okay. Yeah, and, and now with us, of course, we now have the third kid. And, yeah. and as far as that kind of stuff goes, the washing, you know, when it, yeah, there is a pandemic going on, so right, I guess right. we're washing our hands more than normal. But we're not like freaked out. The thing is with three, though, going from two to three was a humongous adjustment. Yeah, like one to two was not that big of an adjustment. Going from two to three, I don't know what y'all's future plans are. Yeah, but for us, when you when you're then in zone defense, yeah, and, and you're outnumbered, yeah, with three kids, it's four tough. and under, it's it's, tough. it's it. Every day is it's kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> Last one from Tyler here. Rank these offensive schemes. Kroom, Moorhead, Cheryl, Howland, Ray. Okay, Ray is dead last. He's even ahead of Kroom, behind Kroom, in my opinion. Kroom is second to last. Uh, I'm going to go Howland, Moorhead, and Cheryl's number one. Because Cheryl had some time teams with some good offenses. Yeah. Back in th- that time of college football. His offense wouldn't work today. But, well, it might. You have massive offensive linemen. We'll see. Patty Park Duck. Wants to know in the famous Jake the Snake versus Rick Rude match, who were you rooting for? Uh Jake. I am a mark for Jake the Snake Roberts, so yeah, totally Jake's not Jake. Uh it's funny reading a lot of these questions about basketball. Everybody like prior to the game was not happy, like this one from Miller Time who says, Other than someone making a deep tournament wrong, is making a coaching change the only thing they'll get MSU fans invested in men basketball again. I mean I don't know who you're going to hire. I, I, and that, part of that's on me. I don't know assistant basketball coaches or small time. The same way I would know with football. You said they're going to fire Mike Leach. I can give you five names right now. But with Howell, I have no clue. But, you know, as we saw tonight, 
We'll talk about that. We, we, we got a, we got the question coming. It's it's a good question. All right. Uh, Sheldon Nation. This is a good question. MSU has 11 NCAA basketball appearances in 100-plus seasons. Why would fans have any higher expectations than where Stans and Hallen got the program? It's a good question. It's a very good question. It's fair. Um, I would say that, you know, prior to, you know, State getting back, it had been a while. I think you should be able to go to the NCAA tournament at least maybe once every five years. The fact that State hasn't is not a... It's not an indictment of what state can be as a program. It's an indictment of just poor leadership, poor coaching. Um, you know, prior to Richard Williams basically coming in and having to you know, start over. Um, but that said, I mean, state fans got a little spoiled there in the Stansbury area where they went four out of what four out of six years, four out of five years, something like that. Something like that. I think that's right. I think they had back to back. You know, Mario Austin's sophomore and junior years, and then they 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 went to the NIT the year after, and then they were back in with Lawrence Roberts and. Uh, I think that's right. I could be wrong. So, yeah. But I, I, I get I get your point, for sure. Uh, Alexandra Watson says, in less than an hour, I will be receiving my COVID vaccine. Will you two get the vaccine if and when it becomes available to you? Uh, yeah, I'm not like anti-vax or whatever, right. but I'm like in no hurry to beat down the door and get it either, right. if that makes sense. No, I get you. Um. I, I I will take it when it's made available to me. Yeah, I mean I I'm not scared to to take it. I, I just I'm I'm not one that's like locking myself up in the house waiting on it right. kind of thing. So I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, whenever they're like, hey, here it is. I mean, my my wife, for instance, you know, every year at the hospital, I'm getting a flu shot as like a family member because she has to get one. And anyway. Um, <coughs> So I, I do that every year. I don't have any problem getting another one, especially if it helps us get back to normal. You can stick about anything in me right now if it help. Uh, you may want to edit that part out. <sighs> no, I'm leaving that one in. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of... Uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure... It's, it's late, folks. My brain's not cooperating. We got... I, I'm not sure. I think... I, honestly, guys, I think I'm missing some of y'all's questions. I just had so many... Because there's like a five-hour gap here for mentions. Let me see if I can refresh this and maybe make it. I'll make it better. Just because th- this is where you know after Alex's question, we've got uh, the 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 Arnett news breaks, and then of course the basketball game. So let me just see if I can't. And if I miss if I miss your question, guys, I'm I'm just sorry. I'll do the best I can here. Let's see what we got here. All right, here we go. Give me a second, guys. Sorry. It's going to have to be this way. You can blame Anthony Big Number because he uh, filled up my mentions. Come on. I was trying to think of something good to sing while you... I'll fly away, fly away. Oh, glory. I'll fly away, fly away in the morning. All right, here we go. <laughs> Got it. Uh, where are we here? Walking Bully, does the current basketball season count against the eligibility for student? Everybody's getting another year. I've yep. had that question a few times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, T-Rob. 
the reduced baseball draft and COVID rules caused a ton of talent to come back to MSU, but every, also everywhere else. Who are the top three to four SEC teams this year? Oh, it's the same teams every year. Well, Florida was number one team in the nation when the season ended. They brought almost everybody back. Vandy is Vandy. Ole Miss was really good before the season ended, and they brought everybody back. Um, LSU is LSU. Georgia is still going to be pretty good. Uh, South Carolina is going to be okay. I mean, everybody's going to be good. I mean, that's the thing to remember about all this is that, yeah, State's really good, but everybody else had some of the same advantages here. Yeah. So it's not like State got ahead of anybody. Right. It's sort of like when, when more SEC network money comes in. It's great for catching up with the rest of the the nation, but you don't catch up at all with the other SEC schools because they all get the same amount of money. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel like in that instance, mm-hmm. that kind of thing helps the States and Ole Misses and oh, it does because world, more so than you're the keep, others. You're, you're able to be have more money than the mid-tier schools in the ACC, the Big 12. And the, there's that. And, so and, so and to me, there's a certain point where you just have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, some of those other schools are already there, yeah. and, and that helps state. I, I didn't even Ole mention Arkansas. Get there. I mean, they they they're pretty good. If you said pick a top four right now, Florida, Vanderbilt, and then pick two out of three between State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas, that's probably your top four. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on hitting strength or just average? It's got a high ceiling, but they got they got a, some unproven guys there. Is that fair? Yeah, you know, last year, even with Foskey and Westberg in the lineup, wasn't great. It wasn't great. They looked like they were starting to come around a little bit. But. And now, you, you remember, of course, Tanner Allen was, he was kind of banged up towards the yeah. end there, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a concern, for yeah, sure. I agree. Uh, Rob Montgomery, if I could see into the future, tell you that State winds up 10-8 and in SEC play and beats Iowa State. Maybe one win in the SEC tournament to end up a top four in ITC. Do you move on from Hallen? You put him on the hot seat, or you throw your full support behind him. I think if that in that scenario, you don't move on from. You don't him. move on. I don't even know if he's on the hot seat. That would actually be a pretty good season, considering how young and inexperienced this team is. And if they bring everybody back, there's no reason to think that next year you're not going to be really good. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Brad Haynes wants to know which old school football rivalry is the most missed: Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Miami versus Florida. You got one that you that you like. I think Texas and Texas and Texas A and M out of that group that he just good, named is is the one. That's a good one. I, I used to love the old Oklahoma Nebraska games when they were in the Big Eight. I mean, I'm probably a little old, little older for you there, yeah. but I mean, there were a couple times I was like number one versus number two. Um, you know, Notre Dame and Michigan have started playing each other again, so I can't really say anything about that. Um, I'm trying to think, is there like an SEC one? You know, Auburn and Florida used to play each other every year. They don't play each other every year anymore. That used to be a pretty good rivalry, though. Um, just, you know, I'm not in it, so maybe this that's Arkansas, why. Arkansas-Texas used to be a really good rivalry. Yeah. I was about to say the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry, it's to not me, a rivalry is not, yeah. it's not a rivalry. Like, if they quit playing that, I would yeah. not miss that in the least. Yeah. Brad Haynes, why would anyone in their right mind pick Notre Dame to beat Alabama outright? Well, I don't know, buddy, but it's going to cost you lunch for me and Joel at Two Brothers. <laughs> Because you you went ahead and made that uh, that choice there. That was not smart. That was quite dumb. Yeah, I, I don't understand what like led to what, that. He was drunk. I, I was leaving it at that. Which which former big time program is best positioned to regain their spot amongst the elite? Michigan, Florida State, Miami, Nebraska, Texas, USC, or other? All right, I don't think it's Michigan not because really. Ohio State is there. Like yeah, you know, Florida State's a good choice, but Clemson is there. Same with Miami, right? I mean, they're always until Clemson comes down, they can't be the top program in the conference. 
Nebraska, no. They got no shot, I think. Because they just they just don't recruit like they used to. You know, it used to be they went into Florida and took a bunch of kids out of there. They can't do that anymore. I think the answer here is Texas. Texas is probably the correct answer. Southern Cal, you know, don't forget, they weren't they undefeated this year? And they just they they they, they had COVID issues, that's why they couldn't play in the Pac twelve championship game. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. When and, and that's how that's how Oregon so, got in, right? Yeah. I think Southern Cal is probably number two, but Texas is Texas. It just it, people are people have been saying, Oh, they've been bad for so long. I get that, and that's an indictment of their program. But at the end of the day, what program in that group has the highest ceiling? Texas. No question in my mind. And really the team you gotta get through there if you're Texas is Oklahoma and and they beat them seems like half the time anyway. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even the down Texas beats yeah. Oklahoma half the time. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Harlow Gold wants to know your prediction on how many fans are in the stands for baseball. I, you know, since it's outdoors, <laughs> there's going to be more. Well, I mean, it's it's all up to state government, right? Which right, right now, that's is, what I'm saying. Though, is like right now, twenty five percent, I think, still. I, I don't know about outdoors because we're indoors right now. Indoors is it's down to ten percent, right? Yeah, I, I think by the time we get to. Here's let me ask you this because this has been the hot rumor. Are they going to push the start of the season back? You think? Try to let get to March where more people have been vaccinated. I, I don't know, but I, anyway. I don't know. But we're about. I mean, we're getting on we're time month, now where we make that month decision. And a half, month and a week away. Normally Valentine's Day would be when we open up. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like you're you're not far from them announcing what they're going to do. Yeah, you, so you've it's got to coming soon. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to say that we start the season maybe 25, percent but by the end of the season we're closer to 50. That's just strictly guessing, though. Yeah, it's just a guess, yeah. Wade Jones, do you prefer a urinal that goes all the way to the floor or one that stops halfway? One that stops halfway. Yeah, no chance to splash your yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. You, you got one of them suckers the, down to the floor and the you're going... Templeton troughs. You don't yeah, want that. Uh-uh. No. You're going to come away with uh, the pee-pee feet. Yeah. Wes Williamson, the godfather of Bulldog Sports Radio. Uh, when someone says you kicked them in the head, but you actually kicked them in the shoulder pads... Do you correct them or you just roll with it? If I kicked you in the head, I'm going to tell you I kicked you in the head personally. But no, no, no. I kicked that guy in the head. That's what I would do. What about you? Uh, I mean, I, unless it affects me, I'm not correcting. I'm probably not correcting anybody. Okay. You know. All right. Now we're into the Coach Arnett portion of the mentions. But here's Matt Haynes. It's clear the targeting rule needs to be reevaluated in college football. How would you do that different? Does the rule about a player losing his helmet and having to sit out of play need to be looked at? Uh, the sitting out, if you lose your helmet, you have to come out of play. I don't have a problem with that. I just, I just never have. The targeting thing, I think they do need to get rid of the automatic ejection. It's, it's, it needs to be just like soccer. Yellow card, red card. It's like there's there's some fouls where you're like, that's a warning. Now, if you yeah. get two, you're out. But same thing, that's the same thing with the yellow card. You get two yellow cards, you're out. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're going to be, you know, because what happened to Errol Thompson against Missouri? That's the yellow card. But if a safety just unloads on a defenseless receiver and hits, that's a red card. Throw them out. That's that's how that needs to go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how can I, Brian, declare that seasoned beef and a hard shell is not a taco but nachos, but then tell my daughter that a hot dog and a hard shell is a taco, not a hard dog? No, no, no. Hot dog. I said hard dog. <laughs> you did say hard dog. Like, we are I, way off the rails. It's okay. It's one in the morning. We haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, I did not say that a hard-shell taco is not a taco. I said it's not a good taco. A real taco 
A taco should be in a soft shell. Soft tortilla. First of all, it's shell. It's a tortilla. Tortilla. So, anything in a tortilla is a taco. But grown-ups don't eat hard-shell tacos. Just, they just don't. I said, what I said was, if you're going to get a hard-shell taco, just get nachos. That's yes. what I said, Matt. Matt! If that is your real name. Brad, get hold of your brother here. I swear. All right. Uh, let's Off see the here. Rails. Carter Bentley wants to know if every writer... On, I, I'm not a big fan of these. No, I said I wasn't going to do these. You know what? I said if the, if you had more than five answers to a question, I can't do it. We're out. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to have to cycle through some mentions now because this is where I talked about Zach Arnett. Just gonna have to. Just gonna have to. Live. Here we go. Jared Bragg. If you were the Braves GM, Joel, do you re-sign Ozuna or do you try to trade for Chris Bryant, Arenado, or a proven player instead? Also, is it Braves s apostrophe or Braves apostrophe s? Apostrophe after the s, no extra s. Right. Um. Just re-sign Ozuna. You're about to have the DH in the NL. Even if you have, even if they go back to the pitcher hitting for one year, when mm-hmm. the new collective bargaining agreement comes, the DH is coming back. I agree with that. So you just you, you deal with his crappy defense for one year, okay. if you have to do that. Um, and who knows? I mean, they may put the DH in for this year too before it's said and done. But yeah. I think you, I think you go Ozuna. Yeah, I agree. You trade for Chris Bryant, and, and what if he's? I mean, he ain't done crap in Chicago the last year too. No. I mean, I think it's Ozuna. Okay. Uh, now, American Dream, if you will. Assuming we lose Coach Arnett, Daddy, who are the top three guys, top guys you want to see that Stake could realistically get, if you will? Does the buyout from his contract help us put a little extra on a bigger name? Hmm. Well, the buyout money, I mean, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't really matter. Um, there are a lot of top guys out there right now. Yeah. I'm calling Derek Mason. You're calling Derek Mason. You're probably calling Muschamp. I don't know oh, that if he you, just turned down Texas. I don't that's know. That's what I was going to say. Hurt, it doesn't hurt to call him. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying he's coming. I'm saying you call I'm him. I'm calling Kevin Steele. I'm going to call Don Brown. If somebody he might call back is the guy that he actually called before Zach Arnett and the guy that taught Zach Arnett basically everything he knows, Rocky Long. Rocky Long. Just a little old. He, he is. I don't know if that's the he guy is. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying that even Rocky, because I, mean, I talked to Rocky not long ago about Zach Arnett. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that Rocky would come, but I do wonder if you circle back and say, you still not want to come? Yeah. Or maybe he gives you another fruit off the tree. Like, yeah. no, I would call this guy. Um, and I, the thing I, I would say... Who's would, the guy at Syracuse? But, that, that Arnett was going to... Well, gonna, I think that went up there after Arnett left. Because I think he may be a... The reason I asked that is... Tony be, White? The reason I asked that is because when I was talking to Rocky Long... Mm-hmm. He was talking about how very few coaches are running that style system. Yeah, yeah. And he mentioned the Syracuse guys, another one of the guys that they kind of all talk to each other kind of okay. thing. So I don't know how well but at the same Syrac- time, I think State has enough personnel that you could move some guys around. You could. Like, don't tell me we couldn't run, you couldn't run 4-3 with Crumity and Pickering in the middle and, you know, whoever on the ends, Charlton and whoever. So, but I'm calling Derek Mason's my first phone call. If Dan had fired Todd Grantham, maybe you call him back since his kid's over here playing baseball. I don't know what to make of Grantham. Just two seasons, max. After that, he's gone. Uh, let's see here. I wonder what Peter Sermon's doing. Stop it. I'll fight you. 
Uh, the Gingerbeard Man wants to know: Would Kevin Owens be the biggest thing in pro wrestling if he had a uh, if he was a body guy? I mean, that's uh, who knows what goes on in Vince McMahon's head at this point. See, I see Goldberg's going to wrestle again. Great, can't wait to see that happen. I can't see. I'll go and tell you what's going to happen. Call me crazy. He's going to beat Drew McIntyre, and they'll set him up to beat so somebody. Will beat him at, at WrestleMania. I don't know who that person is yet. So I'm still hoping for The Rock versus Roman Reigns. I am too. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Uh, let's see here. They botched the end of that Raw, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Did not see. It was just. Like, I heard it was all bad. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Now we're back through the uh, the mentions here. We're just we're working here. We're going to get to this next question. But it shouldn't have a whole lot uh, left, to be totally honest with you. No, I'm good. Let's just keep going till the sun rises. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. Uh, Kurt, better chance of getting into the top 25 for a season first, MSU football or basketball? So this season, I don't think MSU basketball is going to be in the top 25. State could get into the top 25 next year because they could they could start 3-0. and Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see football. Yeah, who's the, it's Louisiana Tech and then a, North Carolina what State. What order is it? And then Memphis at Memphis. That's three. You know, that's two group of five teams and a power five team. But the group of five teams are good. They're bowl teams usually. So I mean, they're not, you got a chance. I, I I don't think State will start the season ranked, but they could be, by week three if they're three and zero, be twenty third, twenty second. At that. what point do you freak out? Like if they lose any of those, are you? If they lose to North Carolina State. It's not a huge deal. But they need to be two. But they got to win the other two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, he also encourages me to make beef belly burn-ins. That's what's going to happen. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy Murdoch, inspired by the creative food bowl, Gatorade baths, and the letdown of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. How awful would that have been? Oh. What would you want dumped on you after winning your big bowl game, food or otherwise? So here's the thing. Like, your, my first thought is Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. Well, but that ain't going to be sticky. Yeah, so so where am I going with this? I mean, the, the answer here is just just water. I mean, that's what you want dumped on you. Something dry pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a couple of years ago that that, that the uh, they had the frosted flakes bowl? So, the, sun, the sun bowl was taken over by frosted flakes, and so they dumped frosted flakes on the cake. That's fine. That's, that's cool. Yeah. You should have a lot of sugar on you though. True, but I mean, you can shake that off. Yeah. If I have to get a little messy. And there's a way to scoop them up and, and not have them dirty. Can we go to the like the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl and I get some wings dumped on me? That'd be great. Uh, let's see here. You guys messing me up with these mentions today. Sorry. That was your own fault. You, you, You're you, right. I, you, should, you I shouldn't instigated. tweet. Never tweet. Traquan Key. Rank Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, and Jackson State on potential success with their current head coaches. I feel like all of them have, uh, rather than rank them, I'm just going to say that I feel like all of them have coaches in place that could take them places. The thing is, with Deion Sanders, you don't know how good a coach he is. But, but he's, he's getting he's some guys, getting isn't he? more talent than anybody else is going to And have. they all talk about how it's a Jimmy and Joe kind of game. And, and if, he's, if, he's getting, if, he's, if he's the CEO guy, and he's just like the face bringing in the talent, and he lets his coordinators run the show, I bet they're going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, if we were a tag team, and we had to pick a tag team name besides Thunder and Lightning. What would it be? Meat and Bones. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like we need to go like a, a riff on Power and Glory. 
You know, that was a good, I mean, Hercules and uh, and it was it. Who was the other one? Was it? It was uh, Jim Powers. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, we'll think about that one. Uh, let's see here. We continue onward. This is one of the worst rumblings ever, just because it's just so spread out. All right, here we go. Uh, next one is from Alex Barham. F- top five linebackers in MSU football history. Ooh, Ooh. this is tough. All right, number one's easy. Is Diddy Lewis? Yeah. Um, I'm not going much further back than him, though. I'm not. I'm not going to deal with that. Um. Is Errol in the top five? I don't know if he is. James Williams is in the top five for me. Ray Kostick needs to be in the top five somewhere. Johnny Cooks, obviously. has a lot of good choices here. Um, I don't know if Reggie Stewart is or not. You know, Daniel Boyd, Keo Coleman. There's a lot of guys. Juan Long, Dwayne Mario. Curry, Mario Hagan, uh, Bernard McKinney. Uh, man, yeah. too, too difficult. KJ. KJ Wright, yeah. Chris White. Uh, uh, Jamar Chaney, Titus Brown. I mean, there's just so many guys. Uh, would you give up winning seasons in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball to win a national title in baseball since we're a baseball school? That would be what so brutal. Like September to fe- to to the to February, or basically to March. I mean, it would be so bad. I mean, are you talking about like one year? Yeah, for one year. Because I mean, you just had a losing football season anyway. Would anybody? Yeah. Would anybody really care? Women's basketball would be interesting if it was losing. Yeah. Do you feel like women's basketball interest is is down yes. this year? Well, part of that is because there's no crowd. That's true. So it's difficult to say. Um, so I don't know, but I think so. Part of that, part of that was those people love Schaefer. And then it's going to be tough to, for it would be tough for anybody to come in, mm-hmm. even Johnny Harris had she gotten the job. So, and that's his next question: with the talent that's on the women's basketball roster, how many losses do you take before you start worrying? It, 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 for me, it's it's what what losses are they? You know, if they lose to South Carolina in a few weeks, okay, well that's not that bad. Yep. But if they like we said on I think on yesterday's show or maybe the day before, you lose to one of the, the next two games to Florida or Ole Miss, then we can get some issues. So you know, who are they losing to? Is was what I would. Yeah, the Kentucky concerned. loss. That's fine. That's a fine loss. Yeah, the Kentucky's a good team. Uh, we're getting we're getting close to the end here. I think. Almost there. Almost there. That's it. Here it is. I, I was going before you asked that one. They went back to women's basketball, basketball for just a second. Yeah. Did we expect too much out of this women's basketball team? Possibly. I mean, I thought they were going to be national title contenders. And then when you look, and they at, still could be, and they still could be. But just when you look at the experience level they had coming back, well, I mean, they got plenty of experience though. With I mean, Maya Taylor's playing a ton of games. Rakia Jackson started every game as a freshman. Jessica Carter. Jessica Carter has, has started. But beyond that, there wasn't a lot of girls that played. Just well, Katarian Thompson has played a lot, not not in the SEC. Um, I'm trying to think. Matharu and Jemiah Mingo Young played a lot last year. I mean, they get now experience isn't an issue. Okay. I don't think. Plus, I mean, other teams. I mean, look at South Carolina last year. They had a ton of freshmen playing. So, here's the question we've been sort of waiting for here, dear old state. 
So is the Kentucky game the outlier, or is the Missouri game the outlier? Is the Missouri game Hogland's first signature win during his tenure at Mississippi State? It is a signature win. That's a top 15 team that you beat and beat handily. Uh, I, I say that's a signature win. Some people pointed out some other ones, but I think this might be his best win. Can I answer this in the second part of this question after Saturday? On, on, this, on the next, on the Monday edition of Thunder and Lightning? The, the which one's the outlier? Yeah. Because if they go to Vanderbilt and they lay an egg, Missouri was the outlier. Yeah. But if they go up there and just handle Vanderbilt the way they handled Missouri and Georgia, then Kentucky was an outlier. And this is actually a pretty good basketball team. If you had... I agree with you. So that's your question you had earlier. Is this a good team or not? Right now, my gut instinct is to say that the the Kentucky loss was the outlier. I agree. I mean, we'll we'll see if that holds. They had the lead. They had the lead. And and here's another part of that. I know Kentucky is, I guess they're three and six now. Um, I st- Kentucky's still got a crap ton of talent. Yeah, it's still a good team. That a lot of those losses were, you know, Kansas and and th- teams like that. You know, it's not like they they lost to nobodies. And it's a team that State should have beaten and had beat and then lost it. Um, down the stretch. So, I think that State, they went to Georgia and won. Pretty good win. Mm-hmm. Should have beat Kentucky. Right. Um, would have been a good win. And then you did beat number 13, Missouri. To me, right now, as we sit here, I think that the outlier was Kentucky and that this is a pretty good team. I agree. I agree. Now, I don't know how good they can become, but they're they're good enough to win games in the SEC this year. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I believe I believe I believe this team is going to be okay, and I, I really like them. I mean, now DJ Stewart needs to have a state needs to find a couple of games they can win where DJ Stewart has off nights because if he keeps shooting like that, he's going to go pro. Yeah. But right now, if everybody comes back, that's a team to be reckoned with next year. That's a, that's a good basketball team, no question. Especially if you, you can add a couple more pieces, which you should be able to do. So that's that. All right, tomorrow's show. And can Abdullah do come back for like the seventeenth year? Possibly. Why not? <laughs> what are we going to talk about on tomorrow's show? I don't know yet. I have an I have an idea though, so we'll we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, we'll, we may before. I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, but could have some Zach Arnett news. Well, could have some Arnett news. Could have some Kobe Jones, yeah, Marky Spencer news. Yeah, those those announcements should start happening as far as guys like uh, deciding what they want to do because it's just it's just reaching. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the offensive guy, but right now, I guess the only for sure things that we know. Errol, of course. Errol is gone. Peters and Morgan. Peters are back. and Morgan are back. Yeah, exactly. So we'll figure it out for you guys tomorrow. Have a great uh, today is Wednesday, right? What, have a great Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. The T stands for this was a really long show. Yeah, it really was. A couple I'm, hours. I'm Brian Haydad. Not, not not that long. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.